This week, we go off of Matt's recommendation and check out a movie he said is hilarious. Vacation Friends. But do we agree? I'm Chad. And I'm Matt. And this is the 26th episode of our podcast. We used to talk about this at work. So Matt, this is episode 26. Do you know what that means? That means we've been doing this for a long time. We OGs in the game. That is true. We've been doing this for half a year, man. Like who would have thought? We say this every time we have a milestone episode audience and we're going to keep saying it. So deal with it. Right. Because there's times where I don't be wanting to do it from week to week. There's times where I'm like, yeah, they good listening off that episode from last week, but nah, we got to give y'all that good content. Y'all be waiting for week to week. So you're welcome. (laughs) So because this is another milestone, we have two very special guests um, with us this week. Um, the first guest is your sister, Matt, and the second guest is my cousin, but she is the closest thing I have to a sister. So we're, we're, we're basically, we have our sisters on the episode. So uh, we would like to introduce everyone to Laura. Hey. This is Matt's sister and Bree. Hello. Yes. So um, that is my cousin slash sister. So um, Laura, Bree, why don't you both tell us a little something about yourself and then we'll proceed. I'm Laura, Matt's sister, which is so weird calling him Matt because I always call him Matthew. So anytime I listen to this and everyone calls him Matt, I'm like, who is that? Damn, because we gonna use a full government? I guess your friends call you Matt, right? I mean, I know they do, but like we always call you Matthew. So it's just weird every time they're like Matt. But um, I still live in St. Louis and I'm married with two kids. My husband's been on the podcast twice. His name is Steve. So the loyal listeners will remember that. I'm sure they, hopefully he mentioned me. I don't know if he did or not. (laughs) He's like, uh, that girl I'm together with. <laughs> I am Brianna. I am Chad's sister cousin. Um, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. I do have a dog though. Um, what kind of dog see, you got? I have a Rottweiler. Oh really? Oh wow. Um, yeah. Um, I love all things technology, and I take great pride in the fact that I convinced Chad to switch from Android to Apple products. Good job. <laughs> yes. Um, my wallet does not thank you, Bree. <laughs> <laughs> so Bree, um, before the show started, you were telling us about how you have a, um, you want to talk about how Autumn is different as a adult versus when you were a child. Wait, what are you talking yes. about? So I was driving down the street yesterday and I was like, man, the leaves are still green. It's mid-October. I was like, when we were kids, you know, the leaves started to fall in like September. Mid-October, like it's cold. I was like, huh. And then today I was doing like a bunch of yard work. I was like, I need my grass cut. Like I need my bushes trimmed. Like everything's still growing. It would all be dead by now when we was younger. It's one of those things that really make you realize things are actually changing and everybody you know not to be political and talk about like global warming not to be, be like, political but i'm gonna get yeah. political real quick no, but you, i mean i'm i'm all in favor for warm weather but you just you just make you like look around and be like man like it's almost november and both of my trees in front of my house are still green and like not a leaf has fallen so i mean maybe you different. could maybe you could thank industry for that brie you know that you get to enjoy you get to reap the benefits of um, summer still, you know, thank I mean, I'm enjoying it. I mean, yeah. I just want the kids to go out and trick or treat and still feel a little warm and it'll be, you know, super cold out. I'm rooting for them. It needs to be cold. Remember when we used to go out, it was always cold for Halloween. And- it was. Like, that's what I'm, I'm, uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Like the other day outside and I'm like, it's hot as shit outside. I'm like, it's okay. Cause October's coming up. Wait, hold up. 
We're in the middle of October. Why the fuck is it so hot outside? So yeah, I, I'm I'm rooting for cold. I love hoodie weather. Um, so that's what I'm hoping for. Especially like I don't you don't want to be trick or treating with your costume on and it's like 85 degrees out, you sweating in the costume. So yeah. I mean, I hear that, but I'm actually hoping for a warm October because like my daughter's Halloween costume uh, is not layered. And so she's going to be cold as a motherfucker if it's cold outside. <laughs> right, she's going as Moana, baby Moana. Are you the, the Rocks character? Oh, that's an idea. I, I should have done that. But no, nah, I, I abstained. I was just like, <laughs> shit. I got this 20 hours nah, on this costume. Let's keep it moving. No, don't you want to be one of those people on Instagram where like they daughter dresses up as a as a as a cute thing and then the father's always there? Don't you want to get these likes on Instagram? That's a fair point. See, when I thought you said autumn, like now versus when we were kids, I didn't know you just meant the weather. I thought you meant like the activities that we participate in and things like that. Well, Laura, won't you elaborate on that then? What's your thoughts about that? Well, because, you know, like I have two young kids, so I feel like I'm always like this, like last weekend, it was we went apple picking. And then this weekend, it's going to the pumpkin patch. And so I feel like every weekend we're doing something like fall related, which I don't necessarily, I mean, Matthew, you remember us doing stuff like that when we were kids? Fuck no, we didn't do none <laughs> of that stuff. We, you, No, we didn't do none of that. So I vividly remember the first year you came back after you'd been gone in the Navy and you, it was in October and you went to a pumpkin patch, I think bitch by yourself, you and your wife, and you went to, uh, you brought pumpkins back and you were like, we're going to carve pumpkins. You remember this? You said you were going to like make it a tradition, like you were going to do something every year because you didn't remember us doing stuff like that when we were a kid you remember that not at all but uh, well, that you, it, well yeah no my memory is shitty so if you said that happened then I believe you that sounded like something I might say so I'm gonna guess you didn't keep that tradition going is that what nah, every year we uh we do that here I mean okay. no no public we didn't do that when we oh, were no. kids we didn't do that no and I know my my mother's gonna listen to this episode, so she feels the need to rebuttal this and say that we did do this and we just got revisionist history memory. Then come on the show, ma'am. Come on the show, ma'am. Right, and then refute this. No, she knows. And did you do this? Me? Yeah. Did you go pumpkin picking and stuff? I've never been to a pumpkin patch a day in my life. But now that you have a daughter, mm-hmm. you. If she were older, sure, but like she's one, so I mean, she's just gonna want to run around and shit, and then get back in the car. Like if she's old enough to, yeah, she's old enough to actually appreciate it. I would take her. She's never gonna appreciate it. That's just what kids do; they don't appreciate anything. One hundred percent true. So speaking of these kids uh, and parents and stuff, like how is parenting these days, uh, Laura? Like to me, well, I was thinking we were talking about Matthew brought up our mom and how she's like, come to the show if you want to. Me and her have conversations all the time about how she's different with my kids than she was with us. Like, mm-hmm. she takes my kids to the store, and like, for example, like my son will ask her to buy him something, and she's like, yes, yes, baby, yes, pumpkin, anything you need, mm-hmm. and she buys it. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Like you became a grandma and all of a sudden, like if anything goes, anything these kids want. I'm saying as soon as they become grandmother, all of a sudden now they got McDonald's money and we ain't gotta eat what's in the house no more. <laughs> yeah, they like they obviously like the grandparent the grandchild more than they like us. Like Clearly. I uh went over my mom's house today. And she had like a whole bag of like Halloween gifts for her. She's like, oh, well, your, your, your daughter's too young for candy. So I've spent like almost $100 on these clothes and stuff. I'm like, what is this? Like she bought her this, this jacket. It's a nice jacket, but it's a little too big for her. So the jacket's wearing her and my daughter walking around looking like a fucking time traveler and shit. Like what the fuck are, what is the, what are these clothes you bought her? She'll, she'll, grow, she'll grow into them. Don't, yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, so it's like when I was in the Navy, put my life on the line every day for y'all freedoms out there. What am mm-hmm. I, when my mother used to call, first she used to say is, how's your son doing? Damn, he ain't on the front. No, I ain't on the front line. But he ain't out there like I'm out there. At least that's how I'm doing first. But nah, everything's about him. How he doing? Does he need some new clothes? Does he, he what kind of toys he want? I want some new clothes. I want some toys. He need a little money in his pocket. I want some money in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> that's how she is. And it's worse when she's here with the kids. Cause you know, now she's working a little cause she used to, she watched my kids a lot while I was working. And so now she works, she has a job now. So she's not able to be physically there. So now I feel like she feels the need to buy them more stuff. And that's how I'm sure she'll be like that um, with MJ because he's out of the country right now. So, you know, she likes to send gifts when she can't be there. All right. Well, I'm about to use that as a, a tool. I'm gonna be like, Mama, you know, me being over in Japan and everything, and it's not the same. It's like I, I miss the time that we spend together and everything. I just don't feel I just don't feel the love anymore from you anymore. Now it won't work for um, you, but um, if you were like in really you, can, can, can you send me some shoes? There you go. I heard there's some no. new Jordans coming out, so you know. Right. You gotta now, say MJ wants some new shoes. I'm like, MJ wants these MJ wants these size of living Air Forces. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh I was having a conversation with one of my friends. And I'm glad we got multiple people on there and have this conversation. So how often does sex play into services i.e so like when you want for example a doctor or ob or anything like that how uh the sex play a part are you like i specifically want a female doctor or i specifically want a male doctor and vice versa stuff like that and no, i'm saying this for to you too I'm, I'm gonna cut this out so as we all know is the year is 2021 gender is a construct so if this was 10 years ago, that sentence would be, does gender matter in obtaining services? But we cannot say gender. Gender reveal parties are not uh, acceptable to say at this time. We have we say sex reveal parties. We are PC on this podcast. Let's go. You should have kept that into it. <laughs> Let them know that we uh, we woke on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was thinking like, because the conversation was where they were like, um, how... Uh, or even something like simple as massages. Okay, so massages. Do you want, uh, like Chad, for example, say if you was getting a massage, would you want a man or a female to give you a massage? I don't know, honestly. I, I, I've never gotten a massage before, but I would like to say, oh, yeah, I want, a, I want a woman to rub on me, but I don't know how my body would react to that. And, you know, so I don't know um have okay that's a good question has anybody here gotten a massage before yes well regular laura have not all right so matt brie what what are your what what is your preference i let brie go first um so i'm a regular massage person i actually have an appointment this upcoming wednesday but i usually get women but i think it's only women that work at the massage spot I go to, but I have gone to a different spot before and had a man once. And it was slightly awkward that it was a man because I was so used to just having women. So like, usually when you get the full massage, like you take all your clothes off. Like I left my panties on because I'm like, I don't know, dude. But the massage was fine. I was still like, I don't know, dude. Right. So I've got a massage. Every time I got a massage, it was from a female. Uh, not because that's what I prefer. Just when I went to those spots, it was always female, but, um, the feet, like, it's not like I did it like off some sexual type of thing. It like, it was a legit, she's doing her thing, massage, whatever. And it, it felt good. Uh, massage wise, not female wise. So, but I don't have a, I don't think I will have, like, I don't think I'll feel weird if a massage, if a dude gave me a massage, cause you know, it's part of their job. They all learn it. But so, Chad, would you feel some type of way if a guy gave you a massage? I don't know, honestly. Like, like I said, I've never had like a professional massage before. Probably not. But I'm not I think sure. the question is not would you feel. It's like, would you feel weird if it felt good? I think that. Oh, is that the question? 
Well, I mean, we can, we can we can go down that road, but the massage is supposed to feel good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's where I think, like, where they're saying, would it be weird if it was a man that made you have this? Good- I mean, but that's his job. If if I got a massage from a man and it was like awkward and like didn't make me feel good, like. I wouldn't go back to that establishment again because like that person is a bad masseur. Right. So I'm thinking, what are you doing here? Did you just walk in off the street and you right. want to touch me? It's like, why are you here? Did you, you pay attention to at your... massage school? Right. Now, so what about, uh, or go ahead, Chad. Yeah. I was going to open it up to that. Like, so like doctors, uh, for my primary care doctor, I, um, I, my current primary care doctor is a woman. Uh, I had a surgery a few years ago and I picked a, a woman surgeon. Why? Um, she seemed nice. Like, uh, like I was reading like the little bios of the different doctors. So you didn't pick her because she's a woman. You picked her because of her credentials. Correct. So when I picked my primary care, I specifically looked for a woman. Okay. Now, uh, why? I don't know. Just in my mind, I felt like a woman will be better. I, I could see that. So I will say this, like I am currently in therapy and my therapist is a man and I specifically search for a man. OK, so that's different. OK, if I was going through therapy, I will want a man, specifically a black man. Yeah, um, yeah to do a black man to do my because for something like therapy, I will want somebody who can somewhat relate yeah. to what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, but if it's like, okay, going off that, something relate to. So, I mean, if y'all feel uncomfortable, y'all don't talk about this, but as far as like OB stuff, would you guys feel comfortable going to a, a man OB? My OB is a man. I've only okay. ever had a man OB before. Interesting. Was that intentionally or that's just the way it's been? Um, he was, and he's my mom's OB, so then it was just time for me to go. I just started going to him. And it's actually, like, not awkward at all. It's just, he's this older guy, funny, cracking jokes, and he'd be like, all right, see you next year. Right, see you next year. Okay. Laura, what about you? And both, the same thing, like, with Bree, like, the first one I went to was my mom's, who was a man, and then when we moved, I had to find one. I happened to find a woman, so to me, it doesn't really make a difference. But I know there are women out there who prefer women. Right, because it's like, you know, since you're going to be looking at that area, that it's more, was it like, because they have one too, so they said so they know it better type of thing, or just I'm more comfortable Probably if I'm going to show, if I'm showing this, I'd rather show it to somebody who already has it to where there won't be no slightest kind of sexual thing to it. I imagine that's part. You said both of your guys' doc, uh, primary care doctors are women, though, right? Yeah, right. So, I mean, if you had something going on, like with one of your male yeah. heart. If, if I came up in there like, Doc, I have an STD, but let's be cool. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, Laura, you know, I, I had I had a problem with my uh, stuff going on, and I had to go do some things. And it was a female, but no, it was weird because I had a pull it out when it was a uh, soft and I felt embarrassed, but it wasn't like me personally, I felt embarrassed, but it wasn't, it was like, uh, she's going to be looking at me some type of way, but it, I still expected her to like her job wise. I was just like, if it would have been a dude at that time, I probably would have felt less embarrassed, but it wasn't like, I'm going to change now because of a certain situation. Right. You just have to look at it and be like, wow, this year is this night the only one she didn't see today. She probably don't even care. Right. And she didn't because she lied to me. She was like, oh, yeah, this stuff ain't going to hurt, this, this, and that. Shit, that shit fucking hurt. And I was just like, huh, she tell everybody this, huh? Yeah. You said that to all the boys, huh? Right. <laughs> so what's your Netflix recommendation? So my Netflix recommendation of the week is called no- Oat Studio. OATS Studios and it is kind of like Black Mirror where each episode does not connect to the next episode it's a standalone thing and it's uh, not animation but like you know some actors like the first episode uh, Sigourney Weaver's in it Um, they do have like 
mainstream people in some of these episodes. Some are just um, CGI episodes. Some are like eight minutes. Some are like 25 minutes. But uh, I recommend it. It's a good uh, watch. It's only like maybe like eight or nine episodes too. But it's all about post-apocalyptic type of stuff. Speaking of Netflix, so Chad, uh, what do you, uh, I heard you was watching Midnight Mass. That's right, Matt. Thank you for that setup. Uh, yeah, so this is the latest show from Mike Flanagan. If you have been following his stuff on Netflix, uh, he's the creator of Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor. So this is his next show, Midnight Mass. And it's basically about how people can contort religion into anything that they want like like they can justify them doing like very evil things if they're like well the bible said xyz right so this kind of does does this take place in 2021 it does all right because that seems like right on par with what's going on in the world yeah and so like there's talk about like um there's a really good scene about uh, so this this the show takes place on a small island off the coast of um, uh, Massachusetts, I believe, and um, they have a Muslim sheriff. And in the little local schoolhouse, they have this debate because like they start to like pass Bibles out at the school, and he's like separation of church and state. And, like there's this whole argument about like what is. Um, what is a Muslim? Like, what do they believe versus what does a Christian believe? And it's a very interesting conversation, a very interesting scene. And it's a good show. It's a good show. Um, my biggest complaint about it is that it seems like everyone in the cast is like fighting each other for an Oscar. Sorry, uh, everyone in the cast is fighting each other for an Emmy because there's just scenes that just stop so an actor can say a, a monologue and like when it was first happening like there was some really good stuff like this um uh, one of the characters confronts someone who paralyzed her and she has this amazing speech about like how like i want you to die but that's too easy like alone those vines uh, alone those lines but then like there's another scene where this lady has this really beautiful monologue and then somebody and the person that she says it to has a monologue and then it goes back to that first person and she has another monologue all in the same scene. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here, people? But I mean, they, they, they got to get their uh, stuff in, man. Oscar season. <laughs> That's fair. But it's a good show. It's seven episodes. Um, they are HBO long, like they're over an hour. Um, but it's a good show. I highly recommend it. It's a scary show. Um, there are supernatural elements to the show, but I can't say what. But it has a really hard religious, like lean, uh, religious tent. But there's some supernatural stuff too. Okay. Um, also, real quick, I wanted to mention a game that I'm playing currently on Switch called Trover Saves the Universe. This game was written and it is voiced by Justin Rowland, who is the voice of Rick and Morty from Rick and Morty. So, like, basically, it's a Rick and Morty game where, like, he's doing all his voices. Like all of his little like um, little riffs on things. It's a fun little game. Um, it's on PlayStation, but it's a VR game on PlayStation. But on uh, Switch, it's, it's just a regular game. Um, the game's play is kind of weird because like you are controlling another co- another player controlling a a, um, a character. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a video game in a video game, but like with the comedy humor of Rick and Morty, you would love it, Matt. Trover right. saves the universe. All right, I'm looking it up now. All right. All right. So before we hit our movie, we are going to um, get canceled and talk about the latest Dave Chappelle comedy special, The Closer. So, Matt, why don't you take the lead on this? All right. So, my first thoughts of Dave Chappelle, The Closer. The beginning jokes were kind of. Um, the word I described was like, yikes. I was like, when he was talking about some of the stuff, talking about hitting women and stuff. And I was like, oh, and it was funny. Well, at that part, he was like, yeah, I'm going to go even deeper. And I was like, all right, so here we go. So I didn't start laughing in towards the end of it. 
And I get what he's what he's trying to say. Like the example that people keep using right now on social media is where he says you can kill a guy in Walmart, but you can't hurt a transgender's feelings. That's where he was saying. So now, right now, you have like I don't know if you guys are familiar with the John Gruden stuff. Are you guys familiar what's going on with that? All right. So John Gruden is a NFL coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. So they were um, the NFL is doing an investigation to the Washington football team's emails. So in all these emails, they ran across emails that John Gruden at the time, he wasn't a coach then. He was a, an analyst. But basically, he was talking about the Players Association's president, Demora Smith, which is a black dude, saying now his lips are like the Michelin tire, whatever. So he was talking about the black man like that. And then he his, his um, excuse, not an excuse, I shouldn't say that. His reason for that was saying like, you know, rubber lips, he's lying type of thing. Nothing happened with him for that, as far as him saying that. And then you had old um, black players from him, you know, come up saying, oh, he's never said anything about that to me, this, this, and that. Fast forward a couple of days later, then he got emails where John Gruden was just, he said, basically, fuck it. I talked about black people. I'm going to list everything else. He talked about Michael Sam being the first openly gay player drafted. He talked about how basically female referees ain't shit. He, he talked about all this stuff. And then he got, uh, then quote unquote things happened. He got, he resigned from his position. So that goes back to what Dave, Dave Chappelle was saying. Well, when he talked about a black man, it was fine. But then when he went through and started talking about other people in classes or excuse other people's stuff, that's when he got, well, he resigned, but that's when the pushback became heavy. I mean, I just watched it yesterday. And mm-hmm. like I was like you in the beginning, I was like, yeah, that's a good word. <laughs> it was pretty extreme. And then, yeah, I mean, I think in the middle, like I thought stuff was funny. And then um, I think that's his point. Though. His point was like, and it was specifically the baby, Matthew, who shot someone at Walmart. But he was like, he's like, you know, you can um, shoot someone at Walmart. And specifically, he was like his, nothing happened to his career. But when he went on his whole rant or whatever, he, uh, you know, that's when he's like, you can't hurt someone's feelings from that community. But um, I think that was Dave Chappelle's point. But yeah, I did go back and like afterwards, and I think the biggest thing to me was when he had that, his friend, you know, he told that story about his friend who, Daphne. yeah, who that was like shocking to me that like, you know, he told, it was like a great moment in the show. And he's like how she was on this high from when she opened up for him. And then he was like, out of nowhere, he's like, you know, he talks about her committing suicide. And I was just like, wow, like you didn't see that coming in the special. But I think he was trying to make his point about how, like, when you quote get canceled and how like people just come for you. Brie, what was your thoughts? Oh, same opinion. The beginning, I was still like, you know, yikes. But I think I also kind of looked at it differently because I had actually just refinished watching the Chappelle show like the same day that I watched it. So then in my mind, you know, I'm like, I'm thinking Chappelle show, Chappelle. And then I saw that and I was like, okay, so this is different. Um, got the gist of it for sure. Agree that, you know, what his point that he was making, he just went about making it in a very strong way. And I don't like that he used the, the baby example. Black people are getting killed in like greater rates for nothing versus like a, a fight in Walmart. And I'm also a Megan Thee Stallion fan, and we are not giving the baby no attention. That's that he needs extra. I was about to make a joke about Tory Lanes, but I won't. I'll leave that out now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chad, go ahead. What's your thoughts about it? I mean, we're all going to be saying very similar things. Like, I agree. Like, I don't normally listen to comedy specials anymore. Um, and as I've said many times. Um, last couple of weeks I am only watching things for real for real that I have to watch for the show so I'm watching it and it starts off and I'm like oh 
Okay. Um, we just we just we just coming out swinging with stuff, huh? Like I'm not laughing at this. I'm like, as as we've all said, yikes. Right. And so as it went on, like there were a couple of jokes that I, you know, I had some laughs at, but like, yeah, like I agree at the end of the day, he's comparing apples to oranges on some of these things. And to a point I hear him about like, um, yes, like if it gets to the point of like being quote unquote canceled and the recipient of that commits suicide or like it has any negative impact on their mental health, then yeah, fuck that. But I don't really like it when millionaires are complaining about cancel culture. Like me, like 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 he basically said, like me, a normal person being canceled is very different from him, like a, a rich person to be canceled. But who is he to really talk about that? Like he's not going to experience it like us. Right. So I don't know. I, I just get kind of, t- I get so fucking tired of seeing these articles about all these older comedians complaining about council culture and shit. And yet you don't really hear any of the younger ones complain about that. Don't you think that's because the newer ones are worried about being canceled and they're not as extreme as the older ones? Like they're more, they grew up in this. They became famous during cancel culture. So they're like, let me not go too far. And these older comedians are like, no, like that's how we always been. We're going to keep being like that. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like these older comedians are, in my opinion, fighting tooth and nail to keep it the old way. Just like, you know, how we will fight for equality and stuff. And there's certain segments that don't want things to change. Like things have to change. That's the way of life. So comedy has to kind of like pivot a little bit. You can't make jokes talking about gay people. You know, you can't make jokes talking about like the trans community. And this isn't me attacking Dave Chappelle specifically. I'm just saying like things that are funny, that were funny like 20 years ago are not, or the nineties are not acceptable now. Like everything has to adjust. Everything has to like kind of flow. And so like- The older comedians that are like sticking their heels in and being like, no, we're comedians. We can say what we want. That's right issue yeah. i don't know if it, i think it was i'm i might be wrong but it was a an older comedian maybe chris rock or i forget who said it but he was saying that how if you cannot change your comedy with the times then you're not really funny right because if i have to rely on gay jokes and stuff like this that was funny in 2000 and that was 2021 if i have to rely on this kind of stuff to get a reaction then I'm not that really, I'm not funny. There is plenty of COVID jokes or like up-to-date stuff that you could do. Like there are so many good jokes about like how like apps are pieces of shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, there's plenty of stuff you can do. Some mass jokes or whatever, quarantine jokes. There's plenty of other stuff that you could do that's up-to-date. Well, I'm going back does, to COVID. Well, I'm just saying, but doesn't have to do with somebody's identity. That's what I'm trying to right. say. Right. Something that everybody has to deal with. I looked up the article because it was so controversial. Well, I looked up his special because I heard it was so controversial. And I read different like articles from different people. Like there's some comedians who are trans and like, yeah, they're, I mean, it made sense. They were, they were basically kind of saying what you're saying. They were like, you know, we make jokes and they're like, you're still telling jokes like, um, you know, that people would have told back in like the nineties and the eighties. And they're like, basically you need to just, like you know, if, you, if you're if you're relying on that to get laughs, then that's the problem. I think that I don't think that's necessarily what Dave Chappelle was trying to do, but it did. The whole special was kind of centered around yeah community. So this week we discuss vacation friends. Everywhere they go. Chaos happens. This weekend is all about you. Well, I like the sound of that. We do, too. Jesus. Why does the salt not taste salty? Oh, because it's cocaine. What? We actually brought it from home. Very, very easy if you ever want to try it. It's just a Ziploc and a full shampoo bottle. And it's so much more comfortable than when I had it in my ass. Put that bottle on your head. Babe, he's not serious. We've been drinking it. Count it! You hit the bottle this time! What the fuck? 
A couple meets up with another couple while on vacation in Mexico, but their friendship takes an awkward turn when they get back home and crash the other couple's wedding. So uh, what did you guys think of Vacation Friends? I actually liked it. I thought it was funny. Um, I will say I was very hesitant because my mom watched it. She said it was funny. So that usually means it's not funny. Oh, that's that's a bad (laughs) mark right there. So it was was good. Um, I like Lorel. Sometimes he's kind of corny, but he was like the the right amount in this movie. So I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Like when I didn't, I wasn't expecting it to be, but yeah, I thought it was hilarious. And I don't really have a lot of background with Lorel, but yeah, when she said like, he did kind of come off a little corny, but like it fit the role. And like John Cena, I only seen in like a handful of movies, which I'm like leery of. I'm like, you know, the new rock kind of thing. But uh, he was all right. Like all together, it worked out to where everything was funny. But yeah. Overall, I liked the movie. Uh, I felt like it was smart. And then I, when the credits were on, I saw that John Francis Daly wrote this. Um, has anybody on the line seen Freaks and Geeks? No. So he is an actor, but he's like written some really good shit. Like specifically, he's written, uh, he wrote Spider-Man Homecoming. And he's part of the reason why that movie's so good. And something that I like about his writing is that he'll take a concept and then like subvert a lot of the tropes in it so specifically with this you've got the whole um button up couple meets a wild and crazy couple right and then like they kind of play with some stuff like normally in these kind of stories the of the button up couple the husband is usually just like hyper aware of all the crazy shit that's happening and the wife's like oh it's okay just let it go but like in this one, the wife, she, well, the, the, um, um, old girl from, um, insecure, she was like, no, these motherfuckers crazy too. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how like there, they had that scene where uh Lorel is like high and in a, in a lesser comedy, he would have killed that dog. Oh yeah. But oh. they, mm-hmm. he didn't hear. And in that scene where, um, they're outside the pawn shop with the rings and they have that like final destination Rue Goldberg situation where you're like, what the fuck is going to like, we all know the joke. We all know the joke. Like the movie's like audience, we know, you know, the joke, he's going to drop the ring, but like that anticipation and that build up to where it's like, all right, the joke isn't, we know it's going to happen. The joke is how is this going to happen? Yeah. And so like, it was very smart in those regards. The only thing I could truly fault this movie for is that it couldn't figure out a way to avoid the unnecessary trope of the two couples having the falling out. Like the only way the movie saw its way out of that is to like save it for the last five minutes and then they're mad at each other for literally five minutes and then they make up. Like that's the only way the movie could figure out how to avoid that. Mm -hmm. So I wish that they could have like figured out a way to not have done that or or done it but it not have like brought the movie to a screeching halt but um i really liked it um so kind of weird seeing um um financially well off black people doing a fox hunt that was that was like the weirdest scene to me i'm like i I don't know i thought they should have did something else like yeah so like so when the last time you've been out to the country club on the funks the fox hunt also never all, all these black people at the country club but they, that's they what i like about it, was, it. it was just normal like yeah that's what i like because usually in movies when it's like rich black people they do you know stereotypical rich black people things like they had some lavish house with a whole bunch of lavish cars there was one lavish car and they were doing more uppity rich people things instead of just being yeah right chad because just because you ain't at these clubs because your money ain't that high up you don't know what's going on that they've been doing that you just not used to it i'm not used to it exactly stack your paper up so like my only question and I, i'm not expecting anybody to know this was i wonder if an in an earlier draft of the script 
the races were flipped to where that's why they had all that country club stuff. I mean, it could be, or it could be just like, you know, this is what rich people do is they do this regardless of race. So this is where it's at. So, I mean, I mean, like I told you before, Chad, I love this movie. I thought this movie was fucking hilarious. I was like, I still love the part where he was like, why is the salty? Why is the salt not salty? Oh, that's because it's cocaine. He's like, what? <laughs> Why you didn't tell me it was cocaine? He's like, I thought you did. I told you it would get the job done. He's like, what does that mean? That's, that's very ambiguous. <laughs> so, yes, I love this movie. I well, love, then, uh, and then after that part, Matthew, when they were like, um, he's like, I don't do drugs. And they're like, even on vacation? Vacation? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love this movie. Um, and I like how you said lore like the rock John Cena thing, but like I like how John Cena is taking approach more like Batista to where basically the rock is a rock in every movie. Right. Minus the ones he did early on when he was like the tooth fairy stuff, but like rock mainstream rock is basically the rock in every movie where you have like Batista and John Cena who are branching out to different type of stuff. So, so is that um, true? That's what I didn't know. I haven't seen a lot of John Cena movies, but to I, me, he did seem the same. In a I'm lot. A, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm with Laura on this one because like the last thing I saw John Cena in was Suicide Squad, and basically this was Peacemaker with all the killing without the killing in <laughs> okay, Vacation so France. In Fast Nine, there was no comedy, no comedy stuff. I never seen it. Okay, well the newest Fast Nine movie, it was no. Uh, comedy stuff i think it's more I mean, well I think, that's I think, not a com that's not a comedy though like that's why there was no comedic stuff he's still like this i don't know to me he's kind of the same in every movie like very rock-esque if you will i mean i think um, and it's interesting that you brought up batista because like there's no arguing that batista can act but he doesn't always get the opportunity to act so like he showed off his acting skill in Blade Runner 2047, yes. But then, like, in every other thing I've seen Batista in, he's just been that hardcore action man, like Army of the Dead. Um, he's kind of had a little bit of comedy stuff in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, what's that? Stuber? Some yeah. stupid comedy. Like, what? what is the comparison here, Matt? No, I just feel like where it's not just... Uh... It's not just a super, not a superhero, but it's not just like a uh, action a, hero. Yeah, an Arnold Schwarzenegger, Rambo type of thing with Batista in his roles. That's what I feel like. Okay. So the same like, like, for John Cena. Right. Because think of like they, because has The Rock ever not been in an action movie? Like all of his movies are action movies, right? He was in Moana. As well, you mean, I mean, but yeah, like as himself, he's always been in action movies where like John Cena has been in movies as a comedic role, just as a comedian. Like he was in a movie with uh, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, and it was he was like no action. It was just a comedic role. This one. What movie was, just, was this? Um, was it The House? No, that's what, what uh, I don't know. It's Tina Fey and Amy Poehler in it. And John Cena sells them drugs. But. Uh, oh, He's not, is he really a major role in there? Um, well, no, I'm, I'm just naming everything that he's been in. But I'm saying, like, everyone, like, it's not always just action. Like, he's been in just, a, like, for example, this one was just a comedic role where Suicide Squad was action and comedic, where every single Rocks one is an action movie with some kind of comedy stuff in there. I mean, Moana with, wasn't an action movie. Well, besides the animation one. <laughs> so, like, Central Intelligence, the Rocks, and he's, it's funny, but there's still that action. Action, act right. I mean, you got Pain and Gain. That was, you know. I like Pain and Gain, too, yeah. But I, you know, yeah. And also, like, he was in, um, what's the movie with John Travolta? Not Get Shorty. Uh, yeah, Get. When he was gay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right, okay, there was no action in that, and it was just co comedy. But, like, the mainstream star we know is always action and comedy, which is fine, but um, I think, cool. like, be cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I liked him in that. I really liked him in that. Uh, but I think The Rock has The Rock knows what works, so he sticks with what works. 
where Batista have already said, like somebody asked him on Twitter, where he want to work with The Rock? And basically, in not these certain words was, he was like, no, because he wants to be a more quote unquote actor. He wants to be known for his acting stuff, not just action stuff. Okay. So, yeah. I don't know how we got on all that. But yeah, back to it. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, good movie. I feel like you could watch it any, like, and you could always pop it in anytime. I think it'd be funny no matter when you watch it. I like Lil Rel. I like Molly. Um, uh, not the drug. Learn, learn her name. I, I will. I will. Um, you know, if you listen to this podcast, we know we don't do no research, which we should, but we don't do no research. I, I but, do research. Chad does research. I don't do any research. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I listened to those episodes Matt hosted. Right. There was no research involved in that. But yeah, I don't know who John Cena's wife was. Like what about, actress, uh, what, about King, what about King Bash, Matthew? What do you think about like, you know, he Oh, was, I, okay. I got a question for you guys. Did anybody think that King Bash's character was going to come out as gay by the end of it? With that other guy, right? Right, with the with the uh karate instructor. Yeah, it was very like, yeah, I got that vibe too. It was it was too broy. Like I don't know where they were going with that. <laughs> that that's why that's what I thought the the conclusion of that sequence was going to be that they were gonna it's gonna be revealed that they were a couple. I didn't, but now that you mention it, I guess so. But no, I didn't think about that at all. It's just like Luca. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Until the, hey, sometimes I'm blinded to something point some something out to me. Did you see anything like that, Bray? No, did not put that together at all. Okay, I, I, I well, me and Laura, our third eye was open. All right. <laughs> you just bring this friend to your sister's wedding, and then like the whole point, it made it seem like he was supposed to be there when things went down. If they had to fight, but like when he punched him, he was nowhere to be found. So it's like, wasn't that your sole goal there was to be there when? I that mean, he was happened? upset that he lost his car. Yeah. But he gave it back to him, though. Well, we, we don't know the sequence of events. We don't know if he had time to give it back to him yet. Oh, yeah, that's right, because it got wrecked, too. That's right. Yeah. All right. So what do you all think the Rotten Tomatoes is on Vacation Friends? A 98%. I'm going to say it's 75%. I'm going to say closer to, like, I'm going to go with 82 Sixty percent. Wow! Did these people actually watch the movie? Seventy uh, reviews. Uh, it's a fifty-three percent uh, audience score. Wow, that's that low. Yep. So this week's trivia: of the following actors, who was not attached to star and star in this movie at one point? Who was not attached? A, Chris Pratt, B, Will Smith, C, Mark Wahlberg, D, Ice Cube. Will Smith. It's a question they were not supposed to be in this movie. Yeah, like three of these actors at one point were going to be in this movie. Oh, Will Smith, they can't afford Will Smith. And Mark Wahlberg. All right, so this movie was announced for the first time in 2005 with Nicolas Cage and Will Smith in the lead roles. When it was delayed several times, both stars dropped out. Chris Pratt and his former spouse Anna Faris and Ice Cube were all once attached to this movie. So the answer is C. Mark Wahlberg at no point was attached to be in this movie. Interesting. So So this was not... Was this an HBO movie? This is no, this oh, remember, this is a Fox movie. Okay, all right, so I got one piece of trivia. Um, in September 2021, 20th Century Studios announced that a sequel titled Honeymoon Friends is in development. Ooh. I figured, yeah, all right, so um. That brings us to yeah, the end. You just told that was just a statement more than anything. What? <laughs> what now? You have one more piece of trivia. But you just kind of made a statement. Yeah, that's the trivia. Uh, that's not trivia. trivia. No, that's no, we have fact. trivia. We have trivia game, which was that question, and then we have trivia dump, 
Which was that? Maybe say so. It, it, it's a st- so we're at, um, coming to a close. Laura, do you have anything you'd like to plug, miss? No. Bree, what are you plugging this week, ma'am? Um, we're going to plug coming to my spin class. But then I'm going to come back to your show and you guys do Insecure. And then I'll have an actual location for people to come spin. So do you actually have anything to plug if there is nowhere for these people to go? Yeah. So they can start to mentally get ready because you're coming to my spin class. Laura's coming. So yeah, like Matt's coming when he I do want to try spinning. So is there a link or anything that I could put in the show notes? Um, yeah, I can get you a link. Okay, thank you. All right, so Bree has spent, Bree is a spin, a spin, a spin instructor. Look right, what is, uh, what is the name so they know, uh, what's the name of it going to be? First, it'll, be it'll be at a place called But First, comma, you. Like oh, But ass? First, you. Yeah, yes. Thank you, Matt. It's oh, called, but, but first, you. Oh, E-U-T. It's, it, it's it's a pun because you sit on your butt and spin. I got you. That's that's smart. I didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, so we'll put that we'll put that information in the uh, show notes. Uh, thank you, ladies, so much for being on. Um, we're not gonna do that bullshit of we'll see how the ratings go. Obviously, you know, you guys are family, so you'll be back even if this episode is shit. Well, we have to come back for Insecure. Yeah, you keep saying that. Yeah. yeah you sure. I mean, we don't really review TV shows, but you keep I was saying that. Say. Did, what, was, what was the first thing you reviewed? Concrete Cowboys. No, that wasn't we, we, we've This never is special re- though. It's the last season of Insecure. I mean, we're all going to watch it, obviously. Yeah. Matthew, do you watch Insecure? I've seen the first. Here we go. Two seasons. I've seen the first season. You stopped, like. Well, no, well, I because... watched it when it first came out. So you know, yeah, you know how they then, had a gap, right? And then you know, I'm over here. They don't got HBO and stuff. So, well, okay. Pretty sure um, there's HBO Max and Go. Like you could watch it online. But, uh... Yeah. So, uh, thank you, ladies, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having us on the show. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Family night. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at weusetotalkpod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page, We Used to Talk About This at Work. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at We Used to Talk Pod. So we will be back next week for the second part of our Halloween Halloween special with Chris. So look out for that where we talk about halloween five through eight yeah yeah and i don't know if this was a good episode i don't know if this was a good episode i don't know if this was a bad episode but whatever you think about it talk about it at work thank you We are done. Good job, everybody. That is an interesting closing, man. Hey, man, it took me a while to think of that.